<laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to um, episode one, series one of... of <sighs> can we do a drum roll? Oh, oh yeah, we can do that. Hold Nobody knows second. the name yet. Well, I guess they do, because they've obviously clicked on it and they know what the name is, but this is our first mention of the name, isn't it? Is it? We've shown a lot of creativity in um, naming our our new show, Ferguson Harrington Hawks, but uh, that's a bit of a mouthful, so we've decided to go with Fur. Fur. Do you know, I'm sort of wishing I I had... We did go around the houses. Remember, we were nearly... uh, We talk about things and one of us sings. That was when we were in our (laughs) rhyming period. Remember, we were in our rhyming period where we were rhyming. I still kind of like that one. Maybe that's our our tagline. So it's Fur. We talk about things and one of us sings. Fur. Fur. So, new series, new show... Yeah. Entitled Fa Fa. I think Ferguson Harrington Hawks, to be honest. I think yeah. that if you're like hanging about, like if you're like writing about it, you can say Fa. But like, I think Ferguson Harrington Hawks, because I really, I've never wanted to be an actual estate agent, but I quite like the idea of sounding like one. <laughs> or a lawyer. Or a lawyer, Maybe. right? A law firm. Ferguson Harrington Advertising Hawks. agency. Yeah. Architect. It has very good plosives, doesn't it, Lynn? Yes, it does that have name. very good plosives. It starts with a plosive and it ends with a plosive. Yeah. Hey, do yeah, you not feel like right now that um, this is like a time where people take everything personally? Yeah. Like I think because what's oh, gone yeah. on in the world has been so big, right, that everybody's at that point. Mm. Do you know... Uh, well, well, it's it's happening in the media as well, yeah. isn't it? Like everyone's taking everything personally. It's not but just also, uh, if us and our friends. Talk it's... to somebody in the street or something. Like yesterday I had to go and... Every, every four months I have to go and do these blood test things to check I don't have cancer I don't have cancer calm down everybody but yay, yay. well you know might be, I might be tempting fate maybe this time I might have cancer which will be a terrible thing on one hand but make a really interesting <laughs> episode too aside from that right uh, I'd rather not do that episode yeah then, me too if that's me, right. no no I'm with yeah. you on that I'm totally with you on that um, but I have to go every um four months and uh, they take blood and they check to see if there's any cancer in it and then I meet with the doctor and he'll tell me whether there's any cancer in it and we do the thing and then blah 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 right Um, Mm -hmm. and I you know I do it I'll be doing it for another few years right but yesterday I tried to go and get the blood thing taken and for some reason nothing works right so I went to two different places to get normally in the past I'd have gone in and gone hello can you take my blood here's the order can you give it to my doctor it would be fine this time one of the places had an armed security guard they knew you were coming in armed security guard (laughs) who's going to break into a blood place so they can like give blood with a gun they're like that's it I'm breaking in. I'm giving you my blood. Take that. And then the second place, <laughs> like you couldn't get in. Nobody could do appointments. And everybody was getting angry at everybody over nothing. It was it was really weird. Was it COVID related? Was it like people not wearing masks and getting angry at that stuff or, or what? No, I think it's that this, I think that there's a lot of stuff where people feel, well, definitely in that situation, the organisation have changed the way that they staff the place, Right. So the man, as it were, is like cut down on their staff. And so that now you'll get one or two people dealing with a job that should be 20 people. It's interesting, I think, because there's a sort of thing right now, certainly I think a theme in the world where there's one set of people and there's the other set of people. And there's like a very 
you know, people who do penis crafts to the moon, that sort of thing. People who are like building, like what is that? Oh, what, what, what? Building penis rockets so they can go into space <laughs> and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. Would you like? Do you okay, know? Yeah, I'd have you much now. more respect for you if you maybe fed the hungry and just showed everybody your tiny penis. You know. I've got to say though, if I had a knob that big, I'd have a rocket as right? well. Right. Yeah. You know. But uh, well, it's that weird thing about respect. And that, that people want respect and build thinking that building yourself a big penis rocket is the way to get it. But anyway, point right. was that everybody was angry Crazy. yesterday and getting all mm. you know annoyed and all that. And even I got angry, which never happens. As you did you that's know. not so, that's not like you. Right? I, I want to pick up on that later because I have um, I have input on that. What you uh, have you been angry? Why later? Why not now? Uh, why not now? It's too early in the show. Ches and I will get... Well, even... look, Ches is getting angry at you. I'll get angry you. with you if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to get into it later because um, I just didn't want to get into talking about me so early in <laughs> this new series, <laughs> episode one. Um, but it, uh, it, it's linked to what we did before with our, our mental podcast, and it's linked with Heston. Oh, you're not angry at Heston, and are you angry at Heston? No, Heston Blumenthal. No, if you cast your mind back, uh, when we were with Heston, uh, the realisation of my face dropping with the ADHD uh, identification and him saying about how one of the, such a common thing with someone with ADHD is the relationship with time. And, and a friend of my um, son's dad was um, a psychiatrist and we had dinner all together, and he said, I think you might have ADHD. And I said, well, how can I have ADHD? I've devoted maybe 100,000 hours to, to focusing on food and cooking. He said, that's classic ADHD. If you find something you love, you just hyper-focus. So I went and had, <laughs> I went and had the, the, the test. Uh, and I think to, on the test, it's 20 is the, is the borderline, and I was 62, I think, or something. Oh, wow. And then, <laughs> and then I had my serotonin levels measured, our ECGs and EEGs, and, I, and then I had a time taking Adderall. And in fact, being diagnosed, I don't think there's a connection between ADHD and creativity. I think ADHD is, is also... A, people with ADHD have a have a frustration with their relationship with time. <gasps> it wow. is a very big, a very big thing with ADHD. Yes, that's, that's me. It's, yeah, and maybe that's why I, my restaurant system was so precise because it's, I hate, I, I, I really don't be, like being late, but if I, before, I'd leave the house five times. I'd run upstairs to get something, come down with an armful of stuff, a watch that I thought I'd lost six months ago and forgot what I went up for in the first place. And I'd still run out of the house with one, one shoe in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> the way I describe it to people is that time, for me, one minute to someone else is like 10, 15 minutes to me. So it's so interesting you uh, saying yes. the relationship uh, with time. I, I think it's a really big thing, a relationship with time. So uh, I've had a lot of time to reflect on, on my own personal issues and it, it's just about personal development, really. I mean, it's only happened recently, but uh, because of my relationship with time, I, I, I have quite a bad temper because in my head, everything that is, uh, you know, to you is just a minute or two. To me, it could be half an hour in my head because of the, the relationship with time. And it's affected, it's starting to affect uh, my relationship with Karen and... Uh, 
It's been it's been it's been difficult because that's that's my personality, and it is all related to the frustration in my head with how long everything is taking. So having that chat with Heston and learning about myself and developing from that first series, I've identified it. And I've started practicing it. I feel like we've got sort of Neil 3.0 now, you know. It's, I'm not that far into it, but it's absolutely changed my life. Uh, totally. Such self-development. I, I don't want to sound and, and hippified but about self-development. But I've really learnt so much about myself and, and, and managed to, to change. And already just so far into it. It's a revelation as to how calm life can be. And, um, <laughs> you know, I don't get it right all the time. And, you know, earlier I flew off the handle to Karen and, you know, but it really is. It's a revelation. So I, ju I just want to get in there. You, you, you mentioned about angry and, uh, yeah, that's my relationship with time and learning about the ADHD from chatting with Heston and development and a new series. And there we go. That's my bit. I think that's kind of... How beautiful. It is beautiful, right? Yeah. I think as well, it brings up a, a topic, which is that, do you think you would have known that without the podcast? Because I feel like we've no. met people on this podcast that I think changed the way that I thought forever. In a way that I, yeah. I, I wouldn't if I mm. hadn't met them. Mm. Absolutely. That is the structure that drew me into neuroscience uh, when I was a baby neuroscientist. And it's still my favorite structure. <laughs> I like the idea of a baby neuroscientist. Little white coats. You know, though, the thing is, Wendy Suzuki's so smart, I could imagine her being like a toddler and then going right to <laughs> so talking like, about your hippocampus. <laughs> <laughs> so hippocampus actually means seahorse. Oh, wow. Ah. And it's, so it's where, where all of our memories are stored. So They're not stored there. They, they, uh, the hippocampus helps memories uh, uh, stick but they stick in other places of the brain. So the things that make memory stick better are repetition, uh, association. So, you know, you know, I know Lynn and, and then I remember Lynn's friends better because yeah, they're yeah. friends with Lynn, stuff like that. That's what I mean by association and emotional resonance. You know what I must bring up, though, because it it just it so makes me think about you, Chesney, which is in the best uh -oh. possible way, in the best possible. Not spandex no, again, is it? But like, <laughs> boing. Like I, I don't think people realise how strong you are, actually. Um, and and a great illustration for me was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a podcast that we never even showed. We never even could put out because it was such a disaster. But in the recording of it, God damn it, if we could even just get like a little bit of video footage, I think it would be quite funny. And it was. We were doing a podcast with the, the lovely Debbie McGee, who is wonderful, like wonderful, yeah, wonderful woman, right? We love and her. And she had a little yeah. bit of problems with her, uh, the kind of Wi-Fi thing. So it was difficult to hear at times. But the major thing, and um, we'd chosen the topic of loss, and we, we'd chosen this topic ages before. Like, we'd gone, oh, wouldn't it be great if mm. we got lovely Debbie McGee, because she's funny and she's strong and everything, and she can talk about loss. And then literally the week before we did the podcast, like, maybe my bestie, my, a friend of mine I'm so close to just died, right? So I was a complete mess. I should probably never have done the podcast or called off, but I did that whole, yeah, I can do it. So as soon as mm -hmm. we started with loss, I started kind of blubbering a bit. And then yeah. Neil, because he's Sorry. Neil, joined in. 
<laughs> so he was Start blubbering. Crying as well. And <clears throat> and so literally, <laughs> oh, Debbie. Debbie McGee was telling these brilliant stories, and me and Neil were both sobbing <laughs> <laughs> loudly and snivelly like that whole right. And Chesney was being very stoic and trying to. <laughs> just trying to hold it together. I was just thinking, oh, I my brought God. my lovely friend Debbie in here. Oh, and she was wonderful. But was like, don't you start too, Neil. Totally oh, bemused. <laughs> totally bemused. We couldn't, we couldn't get our words out. No, you couldn't. You were both wiping snot. <laughs> but wasn't Debbie amazing oh, with it? She, she just she it. just took it in her stride and she was counselling both of you, if you remember. She was brilliant. <laughs> the whole thing turned round, didn't it? Where she kind of led, you and her led the podcast while me and Neil yeah. were like just like wittering, like we were wrecks. But because of the technical issues we had, we could only f***ing hear half of it anyway. Oh, I know. She was amazing. I know. I couldn't resist that, sorry. But also, because I wanted to make you laugh, because throughout my time of grief, I haven't stopped laughing. And I also think it's important that when you're going through sadness, that you don't forget that you're still alive and that you, A, need to live for that person, but also, you know, we're only here once and you mustn't forget the laughter. Oh, that was the funniest thing, though. And, and it's one of those things, I don't know if you guys do this, but, like, after it, I was mortified. Like, mortified. Also because mm. I was in huge grief and sorrow and everything. Yeah. And it was one of those moments where I was like, I am never going to be okay about this. I'm never going to not be embarrassed about it. I'm never going to laugh about this. And then today, I'm like, oh my god. And then here we are laughing. I didn't even. I didn't get that far with them with being mortified because it was. Um, it was after my dad had gone, wasn't it? I was. I remember now. I was talking because it, it was. It was my mum on on her own. That was what set me off. Uh, That's what it was. Because yeah. We, because it was. We, because we lost my dad. But I said, she was so good. Oh, she was brilliant. <clears throat> and the one picture I do have is just her face on the screen. Mm. She, she was just, she was so wonderful with us. But also she didn't, I mean, she knows you, Chess, right? She's friends with you, but she never met me and Neil yes. before. So it was like yeah, literally, exactly. uh, Chesney, thanks for inviting me to your misery party. You've got too crazy. <laughs> Actually, I think the, I remember at the end, guys. She said she was like, maybe, maybe we could do another one where I could, we could talk about showbiz stories or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> wow, women though, it like shows about what an amazing person she is. That like literally, she turned yeah. up and handled it, even though it was craziness, crazy. Yeah. Chez, what what um what sticks in your mind from anything that I we've mean, done before before we so here many we are with uh, our, new, I, our new show Ferguson Harrington Hawks rebranding and I have so many I I feel the same way uh, as you Neil and you Lynn have very nicely said that it kind of you know some of the things that some of our guests have said have, have changed the way I think about things and I mean. The, that's the kind of caliber of the guests that we had. They were all mm. so beautiful and so, and they are so wise. You know, a lot of a lot of our guests. Um, I mean, I I couldn't pick a favorite guest because that'd be like picking your favorite child. 
Um, but memories uh, from last season, um, Wendy Suzuki was just uh, amazing. Right. <laughs> Learning right, about right. the hippocampus. The hippo you know, what? I mean, God, she's <laughs> the hippocampus. Hippo who? Yeah. <laughs> hippo who? Um, she was just so, I mean, knowledgeable, and which was incredible. Like, and she, but she put it, she put it in ways that you can understand. So obviously, she's an incredible scientist with, mm. you know, a massive brain, and uh, you know, and it's all neuroscience and everything. But the way she explained everything um, made us, I think, feel like, okay, so we could actually understand that, you know? Yeah, and so it's a real gift to be able to do that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And we laughed a lot with her. Um, Fred Molina, oh God, he was just the best, wasn't he? They love him. I love him. I do love him. Yeah. That wonderful uh, comment that he made about dementia. Any kind of dementia that sort of strikes people, it's like watching like a beautiful painting and just imagine a little flake of paint just peeling off every day. No, no, I completely agree. That moment was really beautiful. That whole that whole um, show was just the best. I, I I really fell in love with Fred Molina on that. <laughs> He's yeah. just lovely. He is magic. So I mean, guys, so so many. I, I, I've, I've enjoyed it so much. I mean, is it really two years we've been doing this? I don't know. You said two don't years. Don't ask Neil. Oh, He's got remember. a problem with time. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. You'll make that's him angry. True. We only met two weeks ago, Neil. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Moving calmly. <laughs> Neil 3.0. Yeah, right. I like it. Uh, um, what else... Um, uh, Lynn, what else sticks in your mind? Do you know, well, I love many things. I love to be being able to give you updates about my chickens and, and people yeah. feigning like they cared. I know you don't care. Oh, I really care. Yeah. We are totally egg central at the moment. If you need eggs, we like go, oh, Ooh, can yeah, I come around? Here, here we go, crazy. listeners. <clears throat> yeah, we go, like, we're doing uh, <clears throat> half a dozen eggs a day. Excellent. At the moment, right? <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> I loved having Gina Bloom on, my friend Gina Bloom. Because um, uh, I loved, because I think that she's just very funny and also very yeah. honest. And yeah. um, uh, like a, the the thing that I, it's weird because, you know, I've worked with Gina before and she's transgender and weirdly or not weirdly, being transgender is the least interesting thing about her. She's like fascinating. Mm, yeah. But for, for some people, it seems that, the transgender thing is something that they can't get their head around. Almost as as much as Wendy Suzuki with brain, you know, surgery mm. and hippocampus yeah. and all that. And I feel that what Gina did with uh, talking about uh, being transgender, as in not really bothering about it, um, or about talking about it, did what Wendy did when she talked about the hippocampus. I think that what you really got was Gina's just actually a brilliant human. She normalized it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. What, you know, I, I think his heart was pure. I know his heart was pure because he, because, you know, mm. spoiler alert, I, I got the job. I worked there. <laughs> um, and he ended up giving me like a raise compared to what I was making before. Like I almost twice as much money compared to what I was making before when, I, when they fired me in the first place. So, you know, obviously... I fixed feminism somehow. Yeah. <laughs> you fixed I fixed it. it. Yeah. I proved that women are worth twice as much as men. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So here we are. I find her really adorable. I find her really comfortable to be around. Um, and, I, and I liked very much that... Uh, I like very much that she took us on a journey about truth. She is funny. Yeah. I love the Freddie Mercury story. 
was so happy to have a trans person to drink with. He was, I mean, he was politically <laughs> conservative. But this was back when the Freddie Mercury movie had come out. And he was so excited to talk to me about Freddie Mercury. He's like, Freddie Mercury's like my favorite <laughs> singer. I'm like, cool, man. <laughs> That's a great opener, isn't it, eh? Right. Right on. He's pretty good. I agree. Yeah. Where do you go from there, though? Those well, you just, you just sort of you laugh it off and you find... Yeah, I also like Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I just needed someone to then come out of the woodwork and go, you two should go out on a date. Yeah. You both like yeah. Freddie Mercury. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You both like Freddie Mercury, so cool. So we were able to get drunk in central Pennsylvania and talk about Freddie Mercury, and, you know, it, that was fine. He was great. I'm glad you brought that up, Lynn, about uh, her being trans is the least interesting thing about her, because... I remember that show because uh, she was introduced to me as a, a trans comedian. That was how I introduced mm. her, and and that was the title I gave. And I think it, you really sort of you didn't pull me up, but I think we actually had a bit of a, a chat about what is the best way to yeah. to refer to Gina. But then afterwards, I thought. I just learned something from that because I'd made a thing of it. That's how I'd introduced her. You said that, yeah, her being trans is the least interesting thing about her and some people can't get over it. Yeah. So it just made me think a little bit because I'd made a point of introducing her like that. So we all label, though, don't we? Like, I always label Chesney as adorable, but sometimes he's possibly yeah. not adorable, right? Yeah. I, I think they're probably, if you ask my wife, probably quite a lot of times. Adorable. No, we do. <laughs> it's funny. It's not true. I am always adorable. Actually. You are. Now, talking about classy and adorable, yeah. can we talk about Kate Copstick? <gasps> oh, how funny. That was a position where I was watching you boys look scared. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was that. Well, most oh, of the time, yeah. Neil and I were like, uh, mouths yeah. agog. <laughs> She's outrageous. I love her though. Man, I love oh, her. Oh, but wonderful. What a powerhouse woman she is. Yeah. The first world women who are shouting so loudly and being so brave about naming, you know, their abusers need to get the f out of their nice first world lives and go to where women are really hurting. But also, you've got that whole juxtaposition of she she speaks her mind and she doesn't pull her punches, but the whole charity stuff that she does, you know, I mean, she's amazing. She really is a juxtaposition of a person, isn't she? But also talking about uh, you know pulling, uh, learning the truth, like she has no boundaries in what in what she can talk about. Does she? She yeah. just goes there, and it's like we knew all about her sexual uh, preferences and what she gets up to. Yeah. I mean, that was the moment I think uh, Neil and I's mouths were agog. <laughs> That's because we've led such <laughs> sheltered lives, Ches, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. sure yeah. you have. <laughs> she's just she's a very 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 kind person. And a rock star, actually. you know, <laughs> an adorable rock star. <laughs> do you not know who I think I am? <laughs> I always say, do you not do you not know who I think I used to be? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, you have touched on that, Ches, and I think maybe we need to dig into that a bit more. Your journey and how you've had to adjust, I, I think there's so much more mileage in that to share with people because there's so many life lessons. Anyway, sorry, I uh, interrupted you, Lynn. Karen. You interrupted me. Again. It's normally the other way round. <clears throat> What's happening? Have you been learning from me? Have you been learning my interrupty skills? It's Neil 3.0. Yeah. Neil 3.0. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know that I'm interrupting now. I'm interrupting yeah. now. 
Um, the thing about podcasts that's sort of amazing is that because it's not really like, you know, tits and ass showbiz, that people become more vulnerable. They allow themselves to uh, become more honest. Like, I, I think the first person that mm. did that really was Toby Anstis. Yes. He was being very professional and lovely, and then he sort of relaxed into it. And I can't remember what he said, but it it was like, I went, oh, wow. I think it was about adoption, the adoption, oh, because the... I shared that with him because of my background as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever done this. It's quite scary if you look in the mirror for a period of time and look and go, and you say to yourself, who am I, what am I? I don't really know. I don't think I know who my authentic self is yet. I mean, I was adopted, so me and my twin sister, and we were talking about this, weren't we, Neil? Yeah. I mean, that for me, if you're talking about insecurity, mine's all born out of that. It's about having spent all so many years and trying to conform to, to, to make sure that I felt I was belonging in something was, I was so genetically at odds with mm. in every respect. So I spent all my informative years doing that to try and make, everybody tries to make their parents proud. When you're adopted, it's, just, it's magnified in a way that it's hard to describe. Him saying he was su surprised at how he felt, um, you know, just talking to us. He was very much kind of thankful uh, that we that we listened to him. He was very sweet. Yeah. And then Zoe Lyons had a similar one as well because uh, Zoe had been going through yeah. quite a time. Remember? And um, I fell in love with Zoe, uh, didn't I? Do you bless know her. who doesn't? You still talking about it? Who doesn't love Zoe yeah. Lyons? Do you know what I mean? Who doesn't? You'd have to be something really <laughs> yeah. weird, were you? It's like it would have to be the same yeah. sort of person that said that Chesney was not adorable. He'd be like, who even are you? <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> like people that don't like the Beatles or something like that. <laughs> Just don't say it, Lynn. Just don't. Don't say okay. it. <laughs> people will think you're weird. <laughs> if Zoe does listen to this, at least we were just about to get into her personal shit and we've got comedy yeah. and laughter now. So as a yeah. stand-up comedian, she's going to appreciate she's gonna that. Love that. And we haven't yeah. washed her dirty laundry. It's only out there once and we haven't had to touch on it. So, you know. <laughs> if anyone wants to go and look at Zoe Lyon's dirty laundry, you can find it. It's hanging at 36. <laughs> you know what? It totally fits her, though, because her comedy is about, per not personal stuff, but, like, what it is to be human. You know, she's not... Mm. Her things are about uh, the, the sort of uh, quandaries of humankind, you know? Yeah. So I think it, yeah. I think it sort of fits. Like not liking the odd amount of chickens. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. we had an odd number. Uh, what was it? Foul, 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 numophobia. She'd be fine <laughs> right now because I have 10 <clears throat> chickens. Ten chickens and one rooster. Yeah, it's all good right yeah, now. Yeah, it is. Do you know the image I'm going to take away from this whole thing is I love the fact that blokes have had to go into pub loos, urinals, mask on, f*** out. It just makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah. Some of us wear little masks on our f***s, though. So. Tiny mask. Oh, well, speak for yourself, love. Here's a show. Look at him with his eye hanging out, idiot. <laughs> a great example of someone's journey, right? Someone who's had to had to reset a bit and, uh, and and change and what she went through was tough especially through uh, through lockdown and everything and what happened so I think she oh, was because um, yeah. she wasn't just saying it we, we know she was being honest about um, you know what, what she went through and where she was and, and th that it was a transition um, and yeah she, like you say Lynn about uh, the podcast maybe 
because you say there's no jazz hands and there's no it's less showbiz maybe it's because it's such an intimate medium but she was she was able to do that and she was wonderfully vulnerable uh but uh, i think again a real example of someone who is who's um uh, who's changed yeah. and um, yeah. learn about themselves. That's where I'm going with yeah, this. Yeah, and willing sure. to search for the truth in yourself. And that's definitely what she had done. Yeah. For sure. Do you think that you've changed during the pandemic? Uh, yeah, I think I probably have, actually. Um, I mean, what I, I definitely have realised how much uh, um, I like the simplicity of life, of... Uh, you know, being with family and um, those things are so important to me. I mean, I knew that was important to me beforehand, but but having now experienced that kind of closeness for a, a long amount of time, because obviously my life is normally on the road away from my family, mm. uh, it made me realise, oh shit, I, I really, really, this is what I want. You know, I really want to be close with my family. And those are the priorities um, that have slightly kind of changed in my life, you know, from kind of wanting to be out there doing music and um, and playing live and, you know, getting out there doing my thing um, to kind of actually it's more important to me to be close to my family. And really that uh, is quite a big thing for me, you know. So I'm I'm trying to... Right. figure out how to do that <laughs> because you know now that the pandemic is kind of easing all well, the restrictions are easing and everything and i'm and there are gigs back i'm back on the road again and i'm out and about and i'm kind of like oh my god i kind of missed i kind of missed lockdown <laughs> you know mm. yeah well but you neil do you feel you've changed apart from the anger thing? there's so much that's changed i've moved house um, yes. And uh, everything has changed, um, and and work's kind of changing, um, but in a great way. It's non-stop. I suppose it's changed because of my dad and developing the relationship with my mum. It's lovely. Uh, that is a huge change, um, and so that that yes, yeah, spending uh, spending more time with her is is great. So uh, yeah, in in however long we couldn't agree on how long. <laughs> It's been since we started this and what the journey is. But in that short period of time, so much has changed as far as I'm concerned, yeah. And uh, 3.0 for sure. What about you, Lynn? Go on, over to you. I, I, th I think I'm a combination of both of you. I, I definitely think there's been a simplification, like some kind of internal simplification. Mm. You know, like I, I don't really like parties. I don't, I don't really, I, I'm quite a homebody, like I like to potter about my okay. garden and stuff like that. And, <laughs> and because yeah. of my work, I end up in, um, I end up in quite busy places. And, and what I've really loved is not having the obligation <laughs> to go to that. So like people would have these uh, yeah. things. I like agree. now I've had a couple of invitations and, and it sounds like such a, you know, I sound like such an asswipe really because you go, oh yeah, I've been invited <laughs> to these events and blah, 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 but I don't want to go. But I genuinely really don't particularly want to go and it's not mm. that the events don't sound lovely. I'm sure that they're bloody you know, whiskey bar and chocolate fountain or whatever are magical. <laughs> but actually, I am a miserable old shite and I like to stay home. I, I raised this just because I was talking to some people yesterday and the theme that we ca we were talking about that I thought I, I just thought was really interesting was they said, um, looking back in life, all the things that were really difficult and, you know, like rejections and... 
stuff that went wrong, things that really hurt your feelings or whatever, turned out to really have the best results. You know, like, yes. I, I've been married now for 20 years and I love them to bits. But I think of how many years that I wasted my time in, you know, like liking people who didn't like me back or having a broken heart or getting dumped or all that stuff. And now I'm like, yeah. thank Christ all that happened. <laughs> thank Christ it did. <laughs> I guess then that this time that we all have been struggling with and will probably struggle with for quite a while um, will in turn produce its own level of learning and I'm sort of interested to find out what that is. Does that make yeah. sense? Well, I think if we keep talking about it, like, I mean, one thing I was just thinking about where you guys talk, telling your stories there about, you know, things that have changed is that we started this through all of that. Mm. So we've kind of been together a lot, you know, and mm. kind of regular, you know, yeah. like we've been, we've got together like once a week and we've talked about everything like deep shit mm. stuff mm. that means something things that are happening to us things that are changing in our lives um uh, you know there's been tears especially from with you us. and neil <laughs> especially from you and neil <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of laughter and you know that's that's i'm i'm really grateful for for this and you you guys i'm really grateful for your friendship and because i think because of the the of what we do, what we talk about, um, you know, was about mental health. Mm. Um, I think, like, it's been a form of therapy for me, you know, going through this with you guys. Yeah. It's helped. It's helped me a lot. Yes. Me too. Today's show title is... Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, Wendy's niche, right, she's a neuroscientist that... She's a what? <laughs> sorry, <laughs> neuroscientist. <laughs> She's a what? Did I just say that? I can't believe we talked to somebody who does brains last week. Who are we? <laughs> I know. Three losers talking to the brainiest women in the world. We're like, oh yeah, we uh, We won't stop telling people about it, will we? We interviewed brainy people. <laughs> well, there is a phrase, isn't it, that, that you're only as sick as your secrets? Right, mm. and actually, what happens in a? a I'm f <laughs> you don't have secrets, Harrington. You don't. You Ooh, think? He might. Oh he might. no, he doesn't. He tries to have secrets, and then he gets that somebody annoys him because they've taken too long to do stuff, and then he's and, <laughs> he's getting his clothes no, off. No, he's probably. I think the secret is he's not wearing a onesie today. <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> there was something you said which I thought really interesting, Lynn, about um, being a miserable bastard and just wanting to stay in and be grumpy and avoid the, <laughs> the show. Yeah. It's that is something that the three of us have in common. I think so. And when yeah. you actually look at the things we do for livings, how ironic is that? Because Lynn, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, you, you know, the opportunity to end up in front of a camera, like, be like, is there for you like that mm. if you want to? Yeah. You know? And Chez, you have to go on stage to earn your living, you know? So you keep, you, you have to keep doing it and, and yep. look at what you've just said about wanting to be with Chrissy and the family. And, you know, mm. I'm in a DJ 
booth in a club at four in the morning <laughs> and having to, you know, think about sleeping patterns and, you know, yeah, that think sort of stuff. In and the talk. club, in the club thinking I'd rather be at home with a horlick. Yeah. yeah um, and, the, and, and, and don't get, please, I'm never biting the hand that feeds or complaining about no, my life. Of course Just not. please don't take this the wrong way. Um, and it's like anything. Sometimes it's a job. Sometimes you love it. Sometimes you don't. And sometimes you, you do want to be with those people. But most of the time, you, it's, not, and it's not personal to them. I think that's the thing to mention. It's, it's, yeah. it's about us, isn't it? Yeah. We had an event a few weeks ago <laughs> and uh, we walked through the front door at about 7 a.m. Uh, I'd been going <laughs> since, well, I'd been standing up since 6 p.m. And Karen and I, we got home <laughs> on our own. And I had a cup of tea and a hot bath with Radox in it. You've changed. <laughs> so there you go. But then there's another there's another side to this where uh, I've realised the people that I do want to spend time with. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, uh, you know, um, Lynn and I uh, got together with, with Mark and Chris quite a lot through the pandemic, actually, yeah. didn't we? So yeah. It's like, it's important to, to know who you really, really do want to be yeah. with. Well, yeah, see, yeah. I don't so really I think, think about hanging out with you as socialising, right? I just sort of think <laughs> no. about it's like... Because you and Chris are like family, do you know what I mean? Like, it only yes. becomes work yeah. when I'm involved. That's yeah, well, the... yeah, but, but that's only because we have to pull you from the cupboard under the stairs and we'll get yeah. you out of there. No, I, I wonder uh, yeah. if... It's not to do the, with that none of us like it, but that, that we... It's like... You know, I really like jelly beans, or I did used to like jelly beans, but at one point I bought a, like a, a big b- jar of the jelly beans from Costco, and now I, you could not tempt me to have a jelly bean. I'm like, I've had, <laughs> there's mm. enough jelly beans you, to you've have had oh, your quota. never again, right? <laughs> and I, I think maybe it's to do with that it's not, that, that, there's a, uh, that there's a level of it that you do, and so therefore you, you, it takes the magic out. I wonder sometimes with life... <laughs> Because this has always been the movie playing in my head when I was a kid, right? Was like, I don't know about you guys, but I find New Year, New Year's Eve, really difficult. Like, really difficult Mm. because I'm kind of split between one and the other. Like, I go, I look to the past and that's always melancholy. If you look back, it always brings up melancholy. And and, uh, Mm. and then I'm halfway to the future, which is about fear, right? So, like, a narrative. yeah, yeah. When you're in... When you, the only way to be sort of happy or content or whatever is when you're in the present. Because if you're mm. melancholy, it's you're looking to the past. And if you're frightened, you're looking to the future, right? Um, and my thing about uh, New Year is that I watched too many movies as a kid where it would be New Year uh, or even TV things and they'd have balloons. They'd have a party and then all these, it would go, hooray, and there'd be New Year and there'd be balloons coming down from the ceiling and everybody would sing and all that. And actually, I, I had this thing when I was younger where I was like, oh, I'd really love to spend one new year where I was at a party, where when it like struck midnight, there'd be balloons and streamers and people would sing. And actually, the first time I did that, it was like, oh, I want to be home. That we're presented with an idea of what we should be doing in order to look like we're enjoying ourselves. And then as you get mm. older, that become it becomes clearer that that's just a kind of outfit that you wear like i look like i'm enjoying mm. myself rather than the ease of a comfortable pair of slippers and being in my own house 
which deal. Yeah, and I also think as you get older, those things are less important. Yeah. It's like, you know, our parents' age, like, I mean, you couldn't, you wouldn't catch my dad going to a party or even to a pub now, you know. He's just like, no f***ing way, I ain't doing that. <laughs> and he's earned the right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's earned the right to not want anything like that. He's like, gold channel, put only on fours and horses on, get me a cup of tea and a pair of slippers yeah. and I'm happy. Uh, Sounds good to me, I tell you. Can I go and join you? Sounds good to me too. Yes. <laughs> Rock and roll. Showbiz, eh? So, moving forward, where do we want to go with this new series? Do you still want me to play music? Yes. Oh my God, absolutely. Do you know the thing that I think, it, we haven't even talked about this and I think it's so ridiculous, but it, it's totally you, <laughs> Chesney Hawks, which is when we were say, it's more ridiculous than even doing a podcast in half an hour when the two, when the three of us can't just like hang out for half an hour without blah, 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 yeah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 um, blah, 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 uh, When we were talking about putting music into it, <laughs> Chesney was like, well, you wouldn't be wanting me to be playing because that would be quite boring for everybody right it was like a whole yeah. thing of no and actually yeah. that's turned out to be i think that might be my favorite 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 thing about the podcast um and i say it very selfishly too because i know up front what songs the guests are asking for if you don't know what's happening yeah. Yeah. listeners is what it is is uh, as a reward for dealing with us uh, talking at them, the guests that come on <laughs> the crying, yeah, at, crying them. at them, the guests that come <laughs> on the show get to say what their favourite song is or a song that makes them happy. And Chesney does his own version of it. And sometimes, um, that when you hear <laughs> when Toya, when Toya Wilcox said it was you Human Behaviour be by Bjork, yeah. I literally oh, pissed God. myself <laughs> laughing. I pissed myself <laughs> laughing. So did I. <laughs> 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 what the hell is Hawks going to do with that? I remember his face. Because I, I remember, I think we, we, we were having a meeting or something, and I think maybe the email popped up, and, and I think, like, oh, Ches, I got toys. <laughs> There's a song here for you to recreate. Oh, yeah. What's that? It's Bjork, Human Behaviour. <laughs> and I actually think there was silence. Yeah. I think there was silence, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I yeah, yeah, yeah. again. But it was magical. It was. It was f***ing brilliant, Ches. They're terribly, terribly, terribly moody of human behaviour Then all of a sudden turn happy then my hereafter But all to get involved in exchange Of human emotions And ever so, ever so satisfying And then my here oh, And there is no man And chance Human behavior, human behavior, human behavior, human behavior, human, human, human. It's ever so, ever so satisfying. Human. I 
actually funny enough, one of the hardest ones for me uh, was uh, a show that we never actually did. We were going to be interviewing the lovely Joe Brand oh, at one yeah. point, but uh, it didn't work out for some reason. Yeah. But she, um, she had a, a, this punk song. I can't even remember what it was now, but it was so a million miles away from what I do that I... I, I I think we did it. I, well, I certainly uh, tried to do it. Um, and I, it was the one that I struggled with the most because yeah. um, it was just so far away from... I mean, you know, of, of course, Bjork human behaviour is probably as far away as well. But, like, yeah, there were some moments that, like, some of the songs that came through... Uh, like I think Toby Anstis was uh, um, Coldplay, wasn't it? And so I'm like, okay, I can do that. Cool, I can do that in my sleep, and that was easy. And then others that came through, like Wendy Suzuki, uh, like Toya's choice. Well. Wendy Suzuki chose uh, the broad. Oh, it was a show theme for the Sondheim yeah. musical, wasn't the Sondheim it? Sondheim show. Oh, that yeah, threw yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, that threw you a little bit. You were awesome with that. It did. It did. Oh, so did. So did uh, Fred's, um, Fred's, Fred's choice. Uh, Alfred though, Molina's choice. Right? But also, yeah. that he was so appreciative, right? It doesn't matter what was thrown at you. Every time he knocked it out of the park, mate, with with well, it stretched me. It stretched me as a uh, you know as a musician and a and a singer to. Uh, I I always saw it as a as a challenge, and so I, I'm not going to let any song beat me. You know, I haven't had like someone give me a rap song yet, so <laughs> we'll see. Awesome. I'm working on it. Don't worry about that. Yeah, Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry. In this series, <laughs> would you, you do a thing where maybe because what the one thing that I think we do miss out on is uh, I would really love for you to do a video of you recording the songs. I really would. I think like a little window, yeah, a window into my be, I mean, process. I know we can't do it in the podcast, but even <coughs> can we do some extra material or something like that? Because I think that people would like to. See, I mean, honestly, <laughs> if I could have been a fly in the wall yeah. during human <laughs> behaviour, <laughs> I would have. And and also, doesn't like Indy helped you be one of them too? Doesn't he like you? He did. He helped me with the uh, Joe yeah, Brand yeah, choice. Yeah. Uh, this is Indiana, my son, who's an gu amazing guitar player. So he's like, I know what to do with that guitar, Dad. And he just, you know, turned it up to 11 and, and helped me out. So, yeah, he's helped me on a couple of them, yeah. actually. So, and I will carry that on. Uh, Lynn, if yeah. you had a favourite song from the 20-odd that Ches has done, what would you choose? Do you have a favourite? There's been so many of them. I did love Fred's song, actually. And I know and the ones that you found out. That I can't even remember what Fred's song was. Fred, something about common man or something. Yeah, was it? but it was about. It um, was really amazing. I'd never heard the song before. I'm looking for it. The, the ballad of the sad young man. There you go. The ballad of the sad young man. Sing a song. I'd never heard the song before, and because you do it acoustically, or because I know how you're doing it, like you're you pare it down. I feel like the meaning of them comes through more. Yes, when you strip a song back, um, you know, from because there were pop songs and you know all sorts of different kind of production things, and if you when you strip a song back, that's how you can tell a good song, yeah. I guess. You know, you bring. I think you bring uh, the emotional connection yeah. with it. That comes. That's the thing that's left. You know, from mm. the kind of whistles and bells of a track. Um, so that's one of the things I've really loved. It's like stripping a song back to its essence. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just doing it acoustically. Personally, I thought what you did uh, for Leslie Ash when you did Creep uh, by Radiohead, for me, that was my, personally, mm -hmm. that was um, my favourite 
important moment. Of, and I did that one away from the studio because everything I've done um, through the whole two series uh, so far has been sitting here in my studio where I've got all my uh, all my toys, you know. That one I was actually touring, so I was... If you remember, I, I was really jet-lagged. I, I told you the story about that. I was really jet-lagged and I was in my yeah. parents' spare room. It was like... <laughs> Yeah. two or three in the morning and I couldn't sleep and I was like oh f*** it I'm just going to get up and see if I can record that on my laptop <laughs> and I remember there was that slow, it's quite a slow um, version like, you know very kind of quiet and intimate and then and I realised I did it live and uh, then it, I realised as it got closer to the there was a there's a bit where he goes and it really goes for it and I realised that it's three in the morning and I'm singing very loudly from my parents' space <laughs> spare bedroom and I'm probably going to wake them up although my dad's deaf as a post so I don't think <laughs> it was uh, well look seeing as you busked it mate it was uh, it was absolutely brilliant so there's one bit then I've forgotten to say I just got a note of it here uh, one of the final things I wanted to mention uh, that really struck me from doing 20 shows yeah. two series with what 19 or 20 guests when we got to the end of pretty much every show with every guest, uh, the guests had genuinely enjoyed the experience with us and repeatedly thanking us mm. for the opportunity. And that was wonderful to know that they were so... Apart so, from Debbie so, McGee. Debbie, Debbie McGee. <laughs> yes, she did. She still loved right, it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, she did say thank you, we just haven't got the recording of it. But no, it was wonderful, the fact that these people have made time for us idiots, like you said, uh, Lynn, that bit hasn't changed with, with the new thing that we're doing. We're still idiots. Um, that, you know, we they made time adorable for us. Adorable idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of us is adorable. <laughs> uh, the guests made time for us, and by the end of it... Uh, we'd given them a good enough experience uh, basically I think it means that Lynn and I had busked it and we charmed them with Chez's song I think that's actually what I think that's the reality of it but they were very grateful and just overwhelmingly thank yous thank yous all the time from great yeah. people so that really struck me about our journey and where we've been up to now uh, with the guests that we've had on the show so far I don't belong here. So what do you think we're going to do differently on this on this season? What I'd said was that um, the reason that we changed from We're All A Bit Mental is because uh, it's like saying we've all got um, eyes or hands or something. We are all a bit mental. The world's a bit mental. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so actually we decided that we were just going to talk about what it is to be human. And things that, am- that affect yeah. humankind. So we're going to carry on, carry on a similar kind of uh, show. We're going to have lovely guests. I'm going to create music. We're going to talk about what it's like to be human. Yeah, yeah. you know, that's pretty that's much it, it right? right? And yeah. and sometimes we're going to talk about uh, sad stuff, and sometimes it'll be mm. uh, happy or ridiculous stuff, and uh, mm. the, the, yeah. and all the time Chesney will be adorable. Uh, we'll be lo- and and all the time, Lynn will be a crazy chicken lady. I will always be a crazy chicken lady. <laughs> we can't promise there won't be any tears, but anyway. Yeah, no. <laughs> and all the time, Neil will be under the stairs in his cupboard. If he's crying. not in a bath or wearing a wig. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Those three things of always <laughs> possibility. 
<laughs> do you know what we should do? Yeah. Is we should end with Chesney's favourite song of the songs there that you he go. did. So your favourite <gasps> right. song, Chesney Oaks. Chesney Oaks. Oh my goodness. Um, well, I think I'm going to go for because um, we did actually all of us choose a song yeah. and I chose a song um, called I'll Take You Home Again oh, Kathleen I love that yeah it's my grandfather's favourite song and it's nice. something that's kind of I've lived with my whole life and and, uh, and so I really really enjoyed recreating that one oh that okay. sounds magic I'll take you home again Episode one of Ferguson Harrington Hawks to uh, <laughs> its perfect ending. We're all going to get our slippers and Horlicks's. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you for joining this, us in our journey. And uh, I hope that you are listening to this with slippers and Horlicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lynn, what? anything from you? No. Um, from you? Me? No? no, I'm not a chatter. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I'm looking at the clock and there's other things we need to do. So that's a, that is a great way of stopping Ferguson from talking, isn't it? It's brilliant. So, I've been Lynn Ferguson. I've been Neil Harrington. And I've been Chesney Hawks. And you still are Chesney Hawks, you adorable devil. And we will see you next time. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 
you've been listening to Ferguson Harrington Hawks with Lynn Ferguson, Neil Harrington and Chesney Hawks. Written and produced for Source Productions by, surprise, surprise, Lynn Ferguson, Neil Harrington and Chesney Hawks.